What's up, delicious faithful? You may receive a call from your teenager's teacher saying they saw your child drinking a tall boy of beer in their virtual Zoom class, but it's most likely not a beer. It's a new mountain spring water brand called Liquid Death. Why is this water called Liquid Death? Well, because it will brutally murder your thirst, and their infinitely recyclable tall boy cans are helping to bring death to plastic bottles. They also donate 10% of the profits from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. What's better than that? Drinking water from a freezing cold can of liquid death is actually really refreshing. And you'll have fun fucking with people who don't know it's actually water. You can drink it while pregnant, purposely trying to get pulled over by a cop just to see the look on his face when he learns it's water, or giving it to your kids to take to school. You might even try drinking it at 9 a.m. while jogging on a public course. Whatever your reason for drinking it, I highly suggest you check out Liquid Death. It definitely lives up to its name and it murders your thirst. Be sure to stop by liquiddeath.com to get your free koozie two-pack and $8 value on them when you purchase a 12-pack and use the code BRUTALLYDELICIOUS at checkout. Liquid Death is available nationwide at 7-Eleven and Whole Foods. This is High Priestess Nighthawk from Heavy Temple and you're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. <laughs> well, cool. Thanks for taking the time. I appreciate it. Sure, sure. So I guess the uh, the easiest way to jump in is, can you give us the two-second, or not two-second, two-sentence elevator pitch of Heavy Temple? Oh, shit, man. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We just, we just like to sh- shred um, and play what feels good to us and hopefully, you know, other people think that that feels good too. Um, we've been pretty lucky so far uh, in, in the response. So I think we're on the right track, but right. I don't know if you, if you like good energy and you like to have a good time, then, that's, then I, I, I would hope that we're the band for you, you know? Okay. Desert through the trees. Yes. Yes. Um, has the response been pretty good? Yeah. So far? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I was hesitant actually about putting that out as a single um, only because I felt like there was part of me that felt like that was kind of the strongest song on the album. Right. Um, And I didn't want to like, uh, you know, ruin the surprise. (laughs) Um, But uh, I I mean, I think if that's this album, is kind of um, it's, it's got a couple different things going on. Um, and I think that song is, is representative, just like one vibe of, of the record. Um, besides the, uh, besides the heaviness and the, and the grooviness or whatever, there's also mm-hmm. a pretty heavy message going on through these songs as well. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's been interesting, um, to, to, to be asked questions and, um, seeing that like people i guess are actually paying attention right to, to what it is that that i'm saying and you know the the um it's the the lyrics are more i'm just kind of drawing from from personal experience um mm-hmm. because i had been very um unhappy in relationships and i guess i kind of just like I figured out why that was. I figured out what was missing. Um, 
And then, you know, I, I, I met someone who kind of like ticked all those boxes. Mm -hmm. And this, this person was the one who showed me that Angela Carter story. So, um, as I was writing lyrics for the album, lyrics always come last. I I work best, uh, under pressure. Right. (laughs) So I, I literally just wrote lyrics two days ago or three three days ago for a show that we had on Saturday. Really? (laughs) Or yeah, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so, um, but I, when I was kind of trying to craft these, I was like, okay, like this, this sort of the story of like how we met and, you know, these little personal experiences, I, it just, the theme of the album came together really well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, ultimately, it, you know, I, I, as much as I, as much as I don't want to talk about being a woman, it's just one of those things that that you end up talking about anyway um but you know uh i'm really pleased at the reception that the theme of the album has gotten um and you know gender aside it's just you gotta just you gotta you gotta get those things that make you happy yeah you know so Um, how What's it like putting yourself and making yourself that vulnerable and throwing all that personal stuff into your songs? Is it, I mean, obviously it's gotta be scary at first, but then when you connect with somebody, that must be the ultimate, right? Yeah. Um, and, and then talking to people about the, you know, the, the theme of the album and like some of the lyrics, cause they're, they're you know, some of them are a little bit tongue in cheek. Some of them are a little bit more disguised. Um, but, uh, it's you know i was talking to uh one of my friends the other day and i said it's kind of i feel kind of weird like writing love songs in this genre um you know because it's not about like dragons or like wizards or weed uh which are all totally awesome and he was like so you decided to write an album about wolves and i said that's a fair point (laughs) (laughs) um so uh you know it's it's an interesting juxtaposition of, of feeling like you're kind of out there and, and you've like exposed parts of, of your, your inner workings or whatever. Um, but again, you know, you meet people and you talk to them and they resonate with something that you've said, uh, and that kind of makes it like, you know, there's always a thought like, am I the only person that feels this way? Right. Uh, with anything. Sure. And then you, and then you realize that you're not, and so it just kind of makes everything a little bit easier. <laughs> do you a little find- less intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> I know you said you're right uh, the last minute, but do you find it cathartic even when you're rushing like that? Do you find yeah. like you're... Uh, I mean, I think sometimes what happens is like, I know what I want to write about and I'm almost like pushing myself a little too hard. So... I get kind of like lost in the sauce and and then I have to take a step back. And then usually when I come back and write things like really quickly, that's when I'm like, Oh shit. Yeah. And I should say this and I can say that. And I, right. like, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, like these, these two new songs, unreleased songs that we played on Saturday, I think I just wrote words for them on like Thursday or Friday. And I was like, man, like some of these lyrics are really good. <laughs> <laughs> you seem like you're surprised right? I, I, well i definitely consider myself more of like a, a musician than a lyricist mm-hmm. if that makes any sense sure. like 
there are some bands that just the, the lyric writing is so good um and i think they're more of like an afterthought for me but that's not to say that i don't care about what i'm saying right you know uh i'm just i don't craft quite as handily as someone like josh homme or you know josh homme is the only person that comes to mind <laughs> okay uh, I know you said you referred to it a couple of times you guys have played. What's it like finally playing after so long of being not on the stage? Uh, you know, I, I honestly, I think at this point was more worried about being around people uh, and not worried, but it's just, you know, we've all been like conditioned. Well, we've been locked up for, you know, a year and a half. Um, I mean, Philly's been pretty, you know, we've, we've made best friends with our neighbors. So right. now like our whole block is just a squad. Sure. Um, uh, you know, so it's not like we haven't been doing anything. We've been practicing, you know, we've been seeing friends here and there, but, but to have like in that setting, it's like, Oh, you, like what's going to happen, you know? Right. Um, and then just watching people kind of file in all day and like not wearing masks, which is legit because they're vaccinated and it's outside, but it's like still weird because I'm like, yeah. I don't know. Do I wear it? Like if I, if I, I don't know if I'm like talking to somebody I don't know, like right. cover my face or whatever. Um, so that was kind of more strange than anything else. Um, but for, for me, and I think I can speak for everybody in the band, like when we got up on stage, it was just, it was like all of last year just never happened. Just business as usual. It, it felt very surreal to be up on stage, but as far as our, our level of comfortability playing, um, I think that's probably one of the best shows we've ever played. Really? I mean, and it should be because we've been playing in our basement for a year and a half. So if we were <laughs> right. worse, <laughs> if we were worse coming out of the basement than we were, when we went right. in that, that would be indicative of, of a larger problem. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> but no, it was, it was a great time. All the bands were awesome. The the energy was like palpable. Um, I, I imagine. Cause so, you know, even as a fan, you, know, you want to be at a show. Everybody's dying. You mm -hmm, know, all the fans absolutely. are dying too. I'm dying. To, I haven't seen one yet, but yeah, you know, I've got, plans yeah, to there's yeah. nothing has come to richmond yet but it'll it's it'll happen <laughs> oh yeah i mean it's on the schedule but I'm... i love oh man richmond is so we love playing richmond yeah richmond's a good place where did you guys so used to play like uh, down there you played here before right yeah um like strange, strange matter? matter yeah gone now mm -hmm. r.i.p i know um uh, <sighs> but uh um I don't know if I noticed that that Herbie, uh, who has the the Cobra Cabana, yeah, yeah, um, that bar down there. I, th I think he. It looked like he was kind of doing some live stuff. Well, until that wasn't a thing anymore. I think the so, camel. Uh, I'm not really sure. I think the camel's still doing what stuff. Venues. There's a place okay. called, called the Camel. That I, does... we've, I think we've played. We've played in Richmond since Strange Matter closed, but I am I'm blanking on where. On I'm where thinking maybe was. Studio Five. Does that sound familiar? Oh no, I remember the show. We played with Ecstatic Vision, uh, and I I can see the the bar in my mind. Right. eye. it had like a bunch of like horror stuff all over the place. The Guar Bar. No shit, man. It'll come back to me yeah, probably after matter. this interview wraps up. Right. After the interview wraps up, it will immediately come back to me. <laughs> <laughs> right. So what's uh, what do you have planned going forward? Are you going to be, well, let me back up for a second. The music business has sort of had to reinvent itself, right? Everybody's going mm -hmm. to this like 
single a month instead of actual physical copies or albums or that sort of yeah. thing. Are you guys are you guys going to be doing that as well with you know releasing singles as you go along? Uh, you know that's something that we talked about, um, and I think everybody's had to sort of reevaluate um, wh- what they want to do or their priorities um, as far as being in a band or releasing music, even if you're not planning on playing out or whatever. Right. Um, so, I mean, we pretty much have another album written. Uh, so the fact that we like didn't ha- that that we couldn't play shows, you took advantage kinda, of that time. Yeah, almost kind of worked in our favor because we were just so hectic and we were, like playing all the time, and then always say we're going to write stuff and we never write anything. And so, um, you know, we we have definitely talked about maybe just doing singles here and there mm-hmm. because sometimes you write something and you're like, fuck it, like I just I don't want to sit on this for another six months. I just want right. to put it out. Um, and that's what people, I mean, people did that all the time, you know, before the, I guess, before whatever that shift was, Yeah. you know, there's always people putting out singles with a B side. Right. Um, and, um, uh, and especially in hip hop, uh, I mean, that's, that, it's how you stay relevant, right. especially now when people haven't been going to shows and, and I think it's still important, um, as shows start coming back, but we're not really like in full swing the way that we used to, right. you know, people still want to hear what you're doing. Um, I think people who, you know, folks who listen to heavy music are, are probably some of the most um, like voracious yes. consumers of, of music. Um, and it's, and there's like so much support and it's such a great scene. It's like, I'm, I, I mean, I'm always excited when I'm, I see that people are putting stuff out. Yeah. So um, whether or not we'll do singles personally, I don't know, but I think it's a great idea just to just keep doing it. You know, I think, yeah, just the last year has made that almost a, uh, a necessity. necessity. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. without being on the road or, or anything, you've got to be doing either something like that or live streaming. Have you guys done anything like that? Uh, we've done, we've done t- three. I think we've done three. We did two um, live streams for the Mutants of the Monster digital mm-hmm. fest <laughs> that they had. And then we did uh, one for Magnetic Eye a couple weeks ago. Um, and we actually have, um, we're doing a playthrough of the album for Jam in the Van. Uh, and that will be, ugh, God, that'll be this Friday. <laughs> oh, like in a couple days? <laughs> mm-hmm. So when you say a playthrough, I'm not familiar. Is that you're going to play the record top to bottom? Or? Yeah, yeah, we're just playing that. So some of the other live streams, we've played um, songs from uh, right, our right. last album and then played some new stuff. Right. But this is just, you know, front to back, uh, uh, Loop I Morris. So that'll be cool. <laughs> Are you guys? We'll, we'll see how that turns out. <laughs> Are you prepared for it then if you're <laughs> worried about it in three days from now? No, I mean, we, so it was, we, we pre-recorded it. I just haven't seen or heard it yet. Oh, okay. I, I I'm pretty sure it's going to be awesome. Um, gotcha. because the, the audio and, uh, video guys that we have are, are good at what they do. So, you know, we'll see what shakes out. <laughs> what do you guys have planned after, uh, what's, what's next for you guys for heavy temple? um that's a good question um we're playing muddy roots um in i guess that's september 
Um, I think we have another sort of local show lined up for next month. Mm-hmm. Um, it was hard to map out because we really wanted to tour to support this album. Um, but it was just, it, it was hard to figure out when stuff was going to open and, and things are opening, but they're not opening. Like, I, I, I don't know if I'd feel comfortable just like booking a tour tomorrow. Right. Um, it, it would be possible, but I, I don't know. You know, I, I think we're just going to still kind of play it by ear. Mm-hmm. Um, but we definitely would like to get back on the road at some point. Um, it, it felt too good on Saturday. To not, I, I imagine. To not play. I mean, no, you know, nobody really wants to load their gear in and out, but playing is, is the good part. So There was probably um, a lot less bitching about loading your gear in and out for that show than there ever was before. I think you might be right. <laughs> it's like it's like one of those things where it's right. like, oh, yeah, like I, I forgot like I forgot how much I hate doing that part. But also like I forgot what that even feels like and what it means. So, right. Because it means you're going to be right, on stage. Right. right. So I might like begrudgingly be like lugging some stuff up some steps. But it's also like I, it's I don't care really. Right. We got we we smart. We smartened up and we got a cart with wheels. So. There you go. And you played not, live. Not too bad. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, I, yeah, no, I don't. I, I definitely don't <laughs> want to uh, give the impression that that loading gear in any way, shape or form was was the highlight or low light of my evening. Right. Um, I would do it again this weekend. Oh, I hell could. yeah. Right. Um, that was it was really great. It was really great. Good friends, new friends, like music that we haven't heard before. I was like, shit, like this. It, like I said, it was so weird. I like forgot what that felt like. But then as soon as it started happening, I was like, oh, yeah, like because it was just yesterday, you know, yeah. we were hanging out and, and, you know, having some beers and listening to our friends play music. Right. There's nothing like it. Mm-mm, mm-mm. That's all I've got. Did I miss anything you want to cover? Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, just, you know, thanks for having me. Uh, I hope everybody enjoys the new record and, uh, trying to keep this well-oiled machine going so we can put out some more. Excellent. Well, thank you for taking the time. I appreciate it. Stay well. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much, Bruce. Take care. Bye. Bye. Hello. Tom May here, host of Future Friday. I've spent the last 15 years on the road with my band, The Menzingers, where I've met all kinds of wild and fascinating people. So I started a podcast. On Future Friday, I talked to fellow musicians about the moments that made them, their passions outside of music, and the curiosities that tie us all together. I've also talked to the likes of UFO researchers, magicians, soldiers, and documentary filmmakers, and I'm constantly searching for folks that can shape and change our view of the world. You can check out Future Friday wherever you like.